Hey everybody and welcome again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman and today we are looking at just a few short verses in Hebrews chapter 13. You know, we're going to bring this entire book to a close and I want to kind of focus on a, a small segment of this chapter, bringing everything to a close. And this is a, this is a focus on church leaders. You know, sometimes we think about church leadership and, and there's all sorts of different ideas of, of what a church leader should do and what a church leader should look like, as well as how someone in a church should interact with their church leadership. And, and all of these ideas, uh, they come sometimes from the wrong places. Sometimes we think corporate America is our standard for what church leadership lo should look like. And so we think of it as a very much like a, a structure where there's the uh, those who make decisions and they're separated from the rest. And, and there, there's not this, this uh, mutuality or interrelatedness in terms of the way things work. Uh, sometimes we think there should be no leadership, that we should just flatten the leadership completely and just have everything egalitarian and, and everything flat. And, you know, everyone has a say and everyone's say is equal and, and nothing really matters besides, you know what, we're all in Christ. And so we just kind of figure it out as we go along. Um, sometimes leadership is very uh, bullyish and uh, domineering. Sometimes leadership is more like uh, maybe more cowardly and uh, they, they don't lead. They just try to be people pleasers and do whatever whatever the, the church wants to, to make sure it gets done. We, we do that. Well, that's actually none of those really uh, land where the Bible lands when it comes to leadership. Now, in this short video, in this short, short podcast, we're not going to flesh out every aspect of a leader. But the author of Hebrews, he makes uh, a few observations about leadership that I think it's worth us uh, taking some time to consider. It's worth leaders to think through this and, and really do a self-evaluation and say, how well do I match up? How am I aligning? Am I aiming at the things that I'm supposed to be aiming at? And it's also important for those who follow church leaders to think through the implications of your own followership and the way you follow and whether or not it's a benefit really to your own soul. So with that said, let's jump into the scripture. Let's look at Hebrews 13, starting in verse 7. I'm going to look at verse 7 and then verse 17, and then we'll, we'll kind of bring it to a conclusion. So here's what verse 7 says. It says, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Now, there's, there's a few key uh, observations that I want to make as we, as we think about this text. It says, first of all, to remember your leaders. And, and what is it that we, we remember? First and foremost, we remember that they, they have spoke the words of God to us. You know, a leader, biblically speaking, they have this, this requirement that they're able to teach. The, the leader is really, it's, it's someone who is teaching others about God's word. The Bible puts an emphasis, it puts a primacy on the leader, not just being someone who is charismatic in their personality, not just being someone who's wealthy and so they can pull the strings around the church, but rather the leader is someone who knows God's word. They, they teach God's word, but then in that, they, they live God's word. It says, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. This reminds me of Ezra, Ezra chapter 7, verse 10. It talks about how Ezra set himself to study the book of the law, to live it, to do what it says, and then to teach it. He had his order of operation correct. He wanted to know what God's word said and then live it, obey, obey God's word, and then teach it. 
know, sometimes we want to be uh, kind of fast forwarding and we want to jump that middle section. We want to know something about God's word and then and then just jump into, let, let me teach it, right? That That's going to fast forward that is not helpful for you or for others. It says, consider the outcome of their way of life. When we look at a leader, we see someone who is uh, regularly, faithfully walking according to God's word. This does not mean they're perfect. This does not mean they're sinless. But by and large, their character, it stands in a way that, that there's no accusation. We can look at a leader and say, this is someone who I want to, I want to emulate them. I want my life to start to look like their life. I want my character to look like their character. I want my family to to mirror some of what their family does. I'm looking at the outcome, the results they have in their life. doesn't mean their life is easy. We we talked about that yesterday. That's not necessarily the, the outcome of a godly life. It doesn't mean that everything works out, but it means no matter what they experience, they have this faith, this consistency, and this character, and it's all rooted in the standard that is God's word. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Verse 17, and again, he returns to this topic. He says, obey your leaders. And submit to them. Why? For for they are keeping watch over your own over your souls, as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. So this this is the the follow up. First of all, it says to remember your leaders, to to look at their lives, consider that, imitate their faith, and then it says that, that we're to obey our leaders. We're to obey them and submit to them. Now, this is not an obedience that is without uh, without any boundaries. The leaders are to teach the word of God. That means their authority is to uh, be aimed at leading us in the word of God. And so if a leader is telling us to do something that is outside of the word of God, we just don't obey them like as the, the default, like, oh yeah, whatever you say. No, these leaders are established as the ones teaching the word of God, living it, and they're walking in faith. And so obey your leaders and submit to them. Follow their instructions as they teach, as they teach us the word of God. It says, look, look, they're keeping watch over your souls. Now this is, this is important. A leader in the church, they have this, this great task of looking after the souls of those who are part of their church. They pray for you. They, they touch base with you. They, they look after you. They think of you. They, they reach out to you. They shepherd you. They are keeping watch over your souls, just like a shepherd keeps a sheep from, from wandering away into a dangerous place. The leaders in the church, they're, they're doing their best to, to, to herd you in and keep watch over your souls. And look at what it says, though. So they do this as those who will have to give an account this means the leaders in the church, they're going to stand before God Almighty and they're going to give an account for the way they tended your soul. What an incredible responsibility. Now, being a leader in the church is not, hold on, look, I've got some power. Oh, I've got some position or some prestige. Ooh, maybe I can get a few perks and privileges. No, being a leader in the church says I have the task, the solemn charge to tend the souls of those who have been entrusted to me. And, and that I will one day stand before God Almighty and, and give an account for the way I pastored and, sh- and shepherded them. 
And then look at this final instruction. It says, let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. When you are a when you are someone who's constantly pushing the envelope and, and constantly being lured away and, and very infrequently being part of a worship service, when you are someone who is leaning into worldliness and, and you're, you're, you're unwilling to obey, you're unwilling to follow God's word, look, this, is, this kind of lifestyle, it, it does not allow a shepherd to shepherd you with joy. The, the biblical text, Spirit-inspired, says, not with groaning. <laughs> Are you someone that when, when, uh, when your, your pastor is praying for the church and they're going through their prayer list and they're going through the membership role, when they get to you, they're just like, oh, and Lord, I pray for so-and-so. Uh, do, you lead your, do you lead your leaders to groan? Are, are you someone that wants to argue about everything? Are you someone who's, who is uh, who is very slow to get on board with what the leadership is trying to do in the church? Are you, are you that person that in a, in a church meeting, regardless of whether everyone else agrees and, and it seems right, you're, you're the one that's always voting no, just to be that guy that's voting no. Do you allow your soul to be shepherded so that your shepherds have joy? Or do they groan? Now look at the final observation. It says that, that would be of no advantage to you. See, when you when you shepherd, or when you're being shepherded by, by a leader in your church, and you're obstinate and you're difficult and you're you're always resistant, listen, that, that doesn't actually help you. Because then your shepherd has difficulty shepherding you and caring for you and helping you grow. But if you if you approach them saying, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm going through, here's how you can pray for me. If you're regularly in worship, if you're regularly striving to follow the Lord, if you're falling on your face and then coming to them and saying, I messed up, help. Listen, even in that moment, I, I guarantee your shepherd can shepherd you with joy. Even when, when you've messed up gravely, your shepherd will shepherd you with joy. Because you're coming to them. Because you're, you're obeying them. You're following them. You're letting them care for you. Our ancient way for our modern day, it, it puts a great responsibility on the shepherds of a church as those who will give an account. But it puts an equal responsibility on those who follow as those who are to obey and submit to their leaders. They're to follow their leaders in a way that leads their leaders to, to, to be full of joy. This is our ancient way for our modern day. Now, I encourage you as this video comes to a conclusion, uh, pray for your leaders. Uh, think about how you're helping them to shepherd you with joy or you're, whether you're making it difficult or not. And, and then take some time, you and the Lord, uh, to work out in your own heart what this looks like for you to obey your leaders, submit to them, and trusting that they are keeping watch over your souls. This is the ancient way for our modern day.